And I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's, it's the best day ever. Don't even start with me, Franklin. Okay, you need to walk away from this ASAP. What? You need to get out, Frankie. Well, this is it, Frank. It's now and never. You need to get out of here while you're still single. I, I'm not single. She's 30 yards away from you. You're still single right now. Come on. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Once you get that six months, you don't think that's going to change? I got a wife, kids. Do I sound like a happy guy to you, Frankie? See that? Always smiling. Hi, honey. Judging, watching. Look at the baby. Look at the baby. She's coming down the aisle, Beanie. Let it go. All right, let me be the first to say congratulations to you, then. You get one vagina for the rest of your life. Real smart, Frank. Way to work it through. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram, at RoyDog underscore 13. On Facebook for the time being, Dennis M. Roy over there. Uh, donations are available. Uh, Venmo, you can find me there, at Dennis-Roy-14. And on PayPal, RoyDog underscore 13 at Yahoo.com. Donations are welcome, encouraged. But not necessary. Uh, it's it is Saturday. I did not get the uh, preview podcast on. Uh, my buddy Randy uh, is getting married this weekend, so you know, boys will be boys. I made sure I got the spreadsheet out on Friday at the very least before I went out and uh, had a couple of drinks. So you don't like it? Go fuck yourself. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, let's go. Th- but we are going to go through the games, and then uh, I will individually pull out the players that are in these games. Uh, we do have a couple of things of news and notes. Uh, if Atlanta's defense, which we're gonna, actually going to get to here in a moment, uh, if, if Atlanta's defense couldn't get any worse, cornerback uh, A.J. Terrell uh, has tested positive for COVID-19. He's been placed on COVID-19 reserve list. So, uh, yeah, it's not great, Bob. Not great. Let's see. Hopefully this game plays. This is the first actual positive test um, during the season. Uh, Reckwell Armstead was placed on it, but um, that was during the preseason. Uh, I don't believe he had it. Now, the second time he actually tested that he was put on the list, I believe that was actually an actual COVID test. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Panthers promoted running back Reggie Bonifon with McCaffrey on IR for the time being. It means nothing. Uh, but the LA Chargers, uh, Melvin Ingram, defensive end slash linebacker, was placed on IR. Uh, he could return in week six. So, 
I talked about it a little bit in the SI chat um, about how I'm a little worried about the LA Chargers. They are dealing with some injuries and stuff, but uh, with the Panthers on tap this weekend, uh, first game after uh, McCaffrey going down, I think they're still in play. So let's uh, get into these games, early Sunday games. The Vegas lines that I have were the ones that I inserted yet last night. Uh, so the, uh, if I t- should have another update out in the morning, I'll update the Vegas lines from there. But we have Chicago at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta opened as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, 48 over under. Atlanta is still a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Why is that? is that in red? That's fucking stupid. I don't know. Uh, but it, And it went down a half a point to 47-and-a-half. Um, yes, it is completely possible that the Bears are going to keep pace with Atlanta in this game. They do have a pretty decent defense. I'm fully respecting that defense. That's why Matt Ryan is not in the write-up this week, even though he's been throwing for a ton of yards. Uh, I think a little bit of this offense is going to be truncated. We do have a questionable tag for uh, Julio Jones, who is dealing with an injury. So uh, it's going to take a little bit of oomph. A uh, little bit less of, uh, how do I want to say it? It's one le- It's one major thing less that the Bears have to worry about with the Atlanta P- Falcons passing game. So uh, we started on the Bears side. I did not put Mitchell Trubisky in here. I am not going to uh, trust him. Uh, the f- price was way too high on FanDuel at 7,500. That was 10th-ranked quarterback. Uh, even being the 16th-ranked quarterback on the other two sites at $26 and 5,700. Uh, I did not like it. We saw what happens with even Mitch Trubisky in a really good uh, matchup, and this is really good, and you will see a lot of ownership going towards the Bears in this one because everybody wants to track and use the players towards Atlanta. Um and that's going to include Mitchell Trubisky just because of his running ability, but he hasn't really been doing much, so I don't have any trust in it. Um, I do like David Montgomery. He's been getting the bulk of the work as far as the running game is concerned, and he's been getting a couple of pass targets in each game. So at 6,100, 18, and 5,700, good for 21st, 18, and 20th. And if you're unfamiliar, if you're new to the show, when I read those numbers, it's FanDuel, Yahoo, DraftKings across the board. Uh, it's a very good price on him. Uh, is it cash game price worthy? That's where I'm going to have to kind of draw the line on there. I don't have that full of trust. Um, but in a GPP setting, if he's able to get the touchdowns like he should, uh, he is a very viable candidate against an 18th-ranked rush defense, uh, according to Football Outsiders DVOA. And 23rd against the running backs in the passing game. Good for 20th in points allowed to the running back position at 25.9 and 30.2. Also wrote up Allen Robinson. He is still good for cash. Uh, he's probably going to have a little bit higher ownership, but his where he's priced and his rank is pretty damn good. 6,900, 24 and 6,200, good for 12th, 12th, and 14th. Uh, it's the best price that we're going to probably see most of the season. 
so it's something that we definitely can take advantage of. He is primarily the guy getting targeted. I'm not buying into Anthony Miller. Definitely not buying into Jimmy Graham at tight end. And I don't really give a shit about Darnell Mooney. I think that's going to be... You're going to have a lot of draw over there just trying to get that cheap guy. But I have a couple other cheap guys involved here that I like very, very much. So I'm going to trust them. I'm going to trust the veterans before I trust the rookie. You can say that I'm stupid for it, but guess what? Don't care. Allen Robinson going against the 21st-ranked DVOA. Again, defense versus wide receiver ones. Uh, 29th in points allowed to the wide receiver position so i will take an opportunity i will take a share of that but i will only trust one Allen robinson move over to the atlanta falcon side and one can say that with julio jones kind of banged up that maybe we'd want to take a look at kelvin ridley the problem is that his price is way too high at eight thousand twenty nine and seventy two hundred across the board good for second sixth, and third that is and now on Yahoo, where he's the sixth highest priced wide receiver, that is one dollar less than Julio Jones. So you're basically looking at a one one A. Now, if Julio Jones would happen to sit, would mean more work for Calvin Ridley, correct? Well, I don't like the matchup. I don't. I know he's been playing out of his mind, but what you're gonna see if Julio Jones is out is that they will slide the safety over. They are gonna double cover him. That's why my pivot, or pivot, if you like your friend's references, that would be Russell Gage for 5,600, 16, and 5,100. Good for 37th, 40th, and 40th priced wide receiver. Facing the Chicago Bears, who are 22nd against wide receiver pluses, that leaves him in the slot. They will still keep him in the slot. They're not going to move Russell Gage outside. They will in two wide receiver sets, but they like to keep it three wide, which means that on the outside in three wide receiver sets, you're going to see a mix between Olamide Zakisis and Christian Blake. In the slot, Russell Gage will be facing off against Buster Screen. That's a matchup that I always like to exploit. Now, I know... A lot of people like to attack P.J. Williams in the slot. That's kind of their whipping boy. Buster Screen is my guy. Buster Screen sucks, and I don't know why people think he is good at football. I'm sure he's a hell of a guy, though. Uh, At tight end here, though, I did go with Hayden Hurst. They'll roll a little bit more uh, targets his way. Safety suck. PFF actually has uh, linebacker Roquan Smith lined up on him. I don't think that's true, but if it is, even if it's not, the safeties really suck in this position, especially against a guy 5,700, 18, and 4,700. Good for 8th, 7th, and 11th. Of course, the price is the best over on DK. So I put a little bit of trust in Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, Russell Gage, Allen Robinson, all cash game. Montgomery, GPP. Next game on the docket, we have the L.A. Rams at Buffalo Bills. Buffalo opened as a three-point favorite, 44-and-a-half over under. Uh, Buffalo did drop down to a two-and-a-half point favorite, uh, 46-and-a-half 
is now the over-under. Now, I've heard a lot of talk about the Buffalo Bills being kind of a, a little darling within the industry because of what they've been doing with Josh Allen. So the wide receivers are still popular. People are going to want to try and fit in. Uh, John Brown and or Stephon Diggs, as they will, as Jalen Ramsey will rotate between the two. Uh, I'm not going to go there. The guy that I'm really kind of keeping my focus on is Devin Singletary. Zach Moss is out for the weekend, leaving most of this work. Now, I say most, and I'm going to say about 80% of the work, so about 30% more share of this backfield. We'll go to Devin Singletary. You will see a little bit of TJ Yeldon and Taiwan Jones. But in a matchup against the L.A. Rams, where they're the 27th-ranked DVOA rush defense, uh, now they're 11th against running backs in the passing game, but they are 25th in points allowed to the running back position at 27.4 and 30.7, respectively, between FD and DK. So at 5,916 and 4,900, good for 24th, 30th, and 31st. That is a really good value, my friends. Really good value. Good enough value for cash? Not so much. GPP? Absolutely. Why is that? Because we've always talked about how Josh Allen can vulture touchdowns at the goal line. So I'm not going to 100% buy in as far as a cash game play. There's a little bit of risk in there. It's a very, very good play. Trust me. Kind of that cash slash GPP play. It's going to toe the line very much. But my lean was more GPP. If you want to use a mean cash lineup, that's fully up to you. You are inheriting the risk which is fine. But if he fails, he gets the yardage but doesn't get the touchdowns that we need to get our value. It is what it is. Don't say I didn't warn you, but I do like the play. As far as the Ram side, I'm not going with Jared Goff. I'm not going with the running backs. Even with Cam Akers out leaving Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown, to split the touches, not messing around with it. Wide receiver, though, I will take a look at Cooper Cup. 7,100, 21, and 6,300. Good for 8th, 20th, and 12th. So he's the best price over on Yahoo, but I think he's a really good price over on DK at 6,300. I know it doesn't look good. The Bills, 5th against wide receiver 2s. But they are 17th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. And he faces a corner in Teron Johnson. Who happens to be questionable, by the way. So I will take the talent. I will take Jared Goff's little little buddy buddy. And I'll run with it. He is good for cash. He is always a safe and viable option. And has a chance for a touchdown. Who's the other guy that has chances for touchdowns? Again, it's Tyler Higby. Tight end. 6,100, 22nd, and 5,900. Good for fourth, second, and second. So you are paying up for him against a 15th-ranked DVOA, defense against tight ends. But 24th in points allowed 
to the tight end position at 17.2 and 20.9, facing safety Jordan Poyer. Very good matchup and one that he can exploit. We've always liked Tyler Higby. So in tough matches like this, especially in ones right after the fact that he just dig off a favor by scoring three touchdowns, you could go back to the well. You're not expecting three touchdowns, but hey, you get one, you get a bunch of yards, you're going to be very happy with it. Higby is probably my favorite pay-up tight end, to be honest with you. If you're not paying up for Higby, I'm thinking just go ahead and pay down this weekend. We'll get to the pay-down guys here in a bit, but let's move on to our next game. Washington at Cleveland. Cleveland was a five-and-a-half point favorite, 45-and-a-half over under. Cleveland went up to a seven-point favorite and a 45 over under, and it was quite surprising. Reason being is that I respect Washington's defense. I do. But even though they're 28th in points allowed to the quarterback position, I can't trust Baker Mayfield. I can't trust any of these wide receivers. I cannot trust these tight ends. But who can he trust? One, Nicholas Chubb, 7,800. 25 and 6,900. Good for 6th, 10th, and 7th. He is high price GPP play of the week. Why? We got to slow down this rush defense. What's the best way to do that? Use your running backs. I do like Kareem Hunt a bit. But if I'm going to put my money on anything, I'm going to put my money on Nick Chubb. He's the guy I've backed since his rookie year. And we'll continue to back until he proves me wrong. It's a risky play for sure. Not one that you should take lightly. But I do have some love for the Washington side. This is my weird gut feeling. Sure to be wrong, Millie Maker play for week three. And it comes from the Washington side. And it starts at Dwayne Haskins. 6,600, 22, and 5,200. Good for 26, 25th, and 26th ranked quarterback. Facing the 30th ranked DVOA pass defense, 29th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 26.2 and 28.2. There's something here. And granted, Dwayne Haskins is generally not a guy that we want to put any trust in. Which is completely the reason why he's GPP tournament. But there's going to be a lot of love for Justin Herbert this week with the Chargers. And I don't get it. And if I'm going to go down to Justin Herbert... Why would I not try Haskins out? Who, yeah, he's not that great, but he has his moments. He has his moments. And I think this weekend it's going to be another one of those moments. Does it mean that Cleveland's going to win the, or that Washington's going to win the game? No. No. 
Cleveland could certainly win this game. But by seven points? No. No, not at all. So if we're going to use Dwayne Haskins, who are we going to pair him up with? Well, it always starts at Terry McLaurin. 6,700, 23, and 5,900. Good for 16th, 15th, and 23rd. He is a cash game wide receiver. He will see Denzel Ward. I don't care what the spreadsheet says with Terrence Mitchell. He will see Denzel Ward from time to time. It is the sixth ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones. But Denzel Ward has a tendency to get burned. And I'm betting it's going to be this weekend again. Now, I also do like Steven Sims Jr. He is questionable. So pay attention to that. Because we have so many injuries in the secondary, he is 4,900, 14, and 4,000. Good for 66, 58th, and 63rd across the board. 26 ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos. Cleveland Browns allow are 25th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 35.6 and 44.6. I think Sims is viable, but definitely pay attention. Definitely pay attention and make sure he is playing. Logan Thomas is going to be one of your pay-down guys, and you should find some love here, especially after Cincinnati just destroyed Cleveland from the tight end position. Logan Thomas is getting a ton of targets, even though it's not showing up you know, on the you know, points scored. 4,900, 15, and 3,700, good for 21st, 14th, and 20th. He is facing the 23rd-ranked DVOA defense versus tight ends. 31st in points allowed to the tight end position, 20.9 and 25.4. So Logan Thomas is a cash game tight end. I believe actually all my tight ends are cash game this week, if I'm not mistaken. But um, definitely something to check out. Definitely if you want to pay up at other places, definitely consider him. Tennessee at Minnesota opened as a pick-em, 45.5 over under. Tennessee is a 2.5-point favorite on the road, 49.5 over under. From the Tennessee side, I really, really wanted to go with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry missed the final cut. Final cut. Because I still do believe that running backs can get it done against Minnesota. But what have we seen the last couple weeks? The passing games have been getting them. So I'm willing to trust Ryan Tannehill, 7,400, 31, and 5,900. Good for 11th, 10th, and 13th. So he's still moderately priced. If he has another good game, he's going to be priced out of the range of possibilities. Just with the fact that the passing game is very limited. There's not a lot of pass targets to go out, you know, go out and around. He's not throwing a ton of passes. He shouldn't have to do it against this team. The problem is, is that there's so much that can happen because of the secondary that is completely, completely decimated. Cameron Dantzler is out again. Mike Hughes is now out. And backup corner Chris Boyd is out. So basically you have, you do have Gladney, who's been getting burned, and uh, Holton Hill, who's been getting burned. Tannehill faces the 19th-ranked pass defense 
they are allowing they are 22nd in points allowed to the quarterback position are the Minnesota Vikings at 21.2 and 22.7 respectively FanDuel the DraftKings uh, I did like I said I do like Derrick Henry he is the guy that gets all the carries it's the 23rd ranked rush defense 22nd in points allowed to the running back position at 25.5 and 30 so if you want to go against the grain in a tournament, Derrick Henry is not a bad play. It's just I liked other running backs more, or I trusted the process of choosing the other running backs more. But he is in play. Wide receivers, of course, will be Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. Uh, 5,320 and 5,248th. Good for 48th, 24th, and 36th is Corey Davis. If you wanted to pay all the way down, uh, you go with Adam Humphreys at 4,600, 16, and 3,900. Good for 89th, 40th, and 69th. So I would not do Adam Humphreys at all, probably on Yahoo. Uh, 24th ranked defense for Corey Davis, 23rd for Adam Humphreys. Gets their respective wide receiver positions. 31st points allowed to the wide receiver position, 44.8 and 54.6. That's why I couldn't pass it up. John Smith is definitely in play. He is a cash game play, but he has gotten more expensive. 5,600, 17, 5,200, good for 9th, 11th, and 6th. He is facing the 10th-ranked DVOA uh, defense versus tight end, 13th of points allowed to the uh, tight end position. At 7.7 and 10.7. We saw Mo Alley-Cox just have a day last week. So I do think it's in play. Kirk Cousins is a passing game. Can go fuck themselves for right now until they get it figured out. Not going to try and figure it out for them. But Dalvin Cook is still in play. 8,600, 29th, and 7,600. Good for third, eighth, and fourth. 22nd ranked rush defense, according to Football Outsiders DVOA. 19th in points allowed to the running back position at 24.8 and 29.5, respectively. So what they need to do, they need to ride the shit out of Delvin Cook and just be done with it. Stop with the shit with Kirk Cousins. Hop on the legs of your workhorse running back. Moving on. We have Las Vegas at New England. New England opened as a six and a half point favorite, forty six and a half over under. New England is a five and a half point favorite now, forty seven and a half over under. You ask me what I like from Las Vegas, and I am going to tell you absolutely fucking nothing. Don't bring up Josh Jacobs, who I love, but he's questionable with a hip. Mm. Who's one of the guys that Bill Belichick's going to take out? Josh Jacobs. Don't give me Derek Carr. Don't give me Brian Edwards. Don't give me Hunter Renfro. Don't give me Darren Waller. Yes, he has an opportunity with a weekend linebacker position. But I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I just have a feeling that... The Patriots are going to kick the living shit out of the Raiders. It's just a feeling. 
The DVP would not show you that with a fifth with a number five ranking. But Vegas coming off a Monday night game, a good Monday night win against New Orleans, flying cross country to face Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Uh, give me the Patriots all fucking day. Sorry. We do have Newton, good for cash, $7,732 and $6,700, good for 7th, 6th, and 5th, facing the 26th-ranked DVOA pass defense. Ninth in points allowed, though, to the quarterback position. I'll get to it. 17.8 and 19.3, respectively. But their rush defense is ranked 28th, and they're 30s and they are giving they are 29th against points to the running back position. We have a quarterback that has a tendency to run a hell of a lot. That's why Cam Newton doesn't fit quite the mold with the DVP ranking because you have to consider the fact that he does run a lot. True, the rush defense should be you know, considered against more against running backs, but with more mobile quarterbacks, you have to take that into consideration at all times. I do like his pass receiving options. Julian Edelman, of course, at the top, we saw what he did last Sunday. Uh, he is Cam Newton's favorite target, 6,500, 19 and 6,200. Good for 20th, 28th and 14th. I'd rather have him on the full point PPR site, but he has the best matchup. Uh, where the Raiders are ranked 17th against wide receiver twos. So he would be the guy that I would want the most. But you could, I stress you could, uh, if you needed to, if you did not have Julian Edelman in, say, a cash lineup, GPP lineup, you can look at Nikhil Harry and Demir Bird. Nikhil Harry at 5,300, 16th, 4,200, good for 48th, 40th, and 56th. If you need more savings than that, Look at Demir Bird. Bur- Look at Demir Bird at forty five hundred twelfth and th- and three thousand, and that is good for rankings for a hundred tied for a hundred second, sixty six and a hundred third. So that's a complete pay down with some upside. Granted, we've only seen him get the targets in one game, but it was nine fucking targets last week. Do I expect Cam Newton to just go all out throwing? No. So that's why I would be kind of careful on whether or not you really wanted to stack, have like a Cam Newton pairing or stack in there. It's one of those things where naked Cam is always usually the best. So that's the way I'm going to look. Oh, my God. We've been on this for half an hour. i got to speed this up. San Francisco at New York Giants. San Francisco opened as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, 42-and-a-half over under. They are now, uh, as of last night, I haven't checked it after the official Nick Mullins. Uh, San Francisco was still a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, 41-and-a-half over under. I don't like anything anything from the San Francisco side. So I'm just going to go ahead and completely pass, even the defense. A lot of injuries over there. I do understand that they do get to the quarterback, but they're hurting, man. They're hurting. The only thing that I'm looking at for DFS from the Giants is one Darius Slayton. 5,500, 20, and 4,900. Good for 40th, 24th, and 45th 
place in price ranking for the position. That's fucking ridiculous. Facing Emmanuel Mosley, of all guys. Akella Willerspoon, even if he shifted over, is questionable. It can't hang with him. Twentieth, 23rd against wide receiver ones. 20th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. So there's potential here. Daniel Jones is going to throw it a lot more. There is no Saquon Barkley anymore. Devonta Freeman is not coming in to save this team right now. So even with Darius Slayton's volatility, I have considered him in cash. Because, like I said, that price is absolutely stupid. And I did not even write up a synopsis on him. So I apologize. Hopefully you get it in the podcast. Hopefully you listen to the podcast. The ones who don't listen to the podcast, eh, maybe I'll hit it in the live. Maybe I'll just leave it, see if anybody noticed it. Kind of like a, yeah, let's see if you're paying any fucking attention. Or if you're just looking at names. All right, next game, Cincinnati at Philadelphia. Philadelphia opened as a five-and-a-half point favorite, 45-and-a-half over under. It is now Philadelphia at four-and-a-half. And 47 and a half over under. I'm going to start getting these a little bit quicker here. I do like Joe Burrow, 27th ranked pass defense. Now they are only 14th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 18.4 and 18.4. Uh, but Joe Burrow does have a tendency to run every once in a while, so that does give him a little bit of upside, even down by the goal line. 7,400, 25, 25, good luck, $25. 6200 good for 11th, 18th, and 10th. So his best price is on Yahoo. I think he can get the job done here. I think he can get us to 22-25. That's kind of what you're looking for. I'd love to see him get to 25. I think he can get there. Who's the guy that he's going to do? Tyler Boyd. 5800 17 and 5900 good for 32nd, 37th, and 23rd. 31st against wide receiver twos are the Philadelphia Eagles. And that would be Nickel Roby Coleman in the slot. Face Avante Maddox on the outside when uh, they go tight, two tight, uh, two wide receivers. The only other guy that I'm looking at is, yes, Drew Sample. Understand, he is a natural blocking tight end, not a pass-catching tight end. He was thrust in the role, giving him a shot because there's no fucking way Seathan Carter is getting on that field. No fucking way. $4,800, good for 23rd, 26th, and 22nd. Facing the defense that is 29th against the tight end position, 32nd in points allowed to the tight end position at 18.8 and 21.1. So everything is working towards Drew Sample. He will be extremely extremely popular on the Philly side yes you can look at Deshaun Jackson versus cornerback Darius Phillips 17th against uh, wide receiver ones he is the main guy but I'm going to kind of skip it I think they're going to roll safety over there Um, if well it's kind of tough because you're going to have the two wide receiver or two tight end sets here so they're not really going to have to but I just I don't know I don't see the breakout I mean it makes sense 
But in my opinion, with the way that Carson Wentz has been playing, and he's been off, but not that far off. If you watch, if you watch the actual games, he's not that far off. He's not like fucking Mitchell Trubisky throwing it all over the fucking place, except for the wide receiver. A lot of these guys haven't been able to practice together because they've been fucking dinged up and all that shit. You have to remember that. It's not really that Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. It's the fact that the injuries are taking a fucking toll on the passing game. So I'll go with the running game. And Miles Sanders, 7,421 and 6,400. Good for 10th, 16th, and 12th. Cincinnati, we saw it get destroyed by Cleveland. They are currently the 25th ranked rush defense and 30th against running backs in the passing game. Things that Miles Sanders, good at both. 31st of points allowed to the running back position at 35.5 and 38.3. So I will put my trust in one Miles Sanders. Uh, Houston at Pittsburgh, this is going to be real quick. Uh, Pittsburgh was a six-point favorite, 45 over under. Pittsburgh's currently a minus four at 45. It is general, It is a possibility that Houston can upset the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, just look at the Denver game last week. But I can't trust a lot of the pieces. The only guy that I may take a shot, may, may, which means I may not have any shares. The only guy I will trust in this is Will Fuller, GPP. 6,000, 22, 6,000. Good for 28th, 16th, and 20th. So best price is over on FanDuel. 19th against wide receiver twos, giving up. And they are 22nd in points allowed to the wide receiver position, which was really strange, right? 31.8 and 40. The reason being is that they're giving it up to the guys that can really fucking roll. The guys who can jet. And I'm sorry, that's not Brandon Cooks anymore. But Will Fuller still has that. So I may take a shot on Will Fuller in here. Especially if I'm going to pair it up in the game with one James Conner from Pittsburgh. Not looking at any of the wide receivers this week, even though according to the DVOA they're in a good spot. James Conner comes in at $7,100, 17 and 6700 good for 11th, 22nd, and 9th. That Yahoo spot at $17 is fucking ridiculous. He should be up in the 20s, at least in the low 20s. You can't tell me that's an injury pricing. That's No, that's a mispricing. So definitely on Yahoo, he is good for cash. Going against the 24th ranked rush defense. 13th against running backs in the pass game. Okay. The 26 in points allowed to the running back position at 26.3 and 29.1. So I do find that James Conner is viable for cash. Like I said, though, especially on Yahoo. You don't have to consider him anywhere else if you don't want to. But you have to consider him if you're playing on Yahoo cash. Okay, moving on to late Sunday games. We have the New York Jets and Indianapolis Colts. This one's going to be real quick, too. Indianapolis was a seven-point favorite, 45 over under. Indianapolis went to an 11.5-point favorite, 44 over under. Of course, nobody on the Jets. I'm not. Just not. 
And I'm really not doing anybody on Indianapolis except for maybe uh, Mo Alley Cox, who will be cash viable if Jack Doyle is out again this week. Um, if Jack Doyle plays, both players can be considered for GPP, but I probably won't use either of them. Mo Alley Cox, though, does come in at five five thousand twelve and thirty eight hundred, good for seventeenth, twentieth, and nineteenth. So he is in. Pardon me. A good pay down spot against the 27th ranked defense against tight ends. 20th in points allowed to the tight end position at 12.6 and 15.1. Did get the question, of course. Jonathan Taylor. Why are you not on Jonathan Taylor? That should be the perfect game script. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. I can't have every fucking running back in here. And I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm just using a cuss word because I want to use a cuss word. And I'm drinking. So, Jets are still the third-ranked defense against the running game. Uh, fifth against uh, running backs in the passing game. That's according to Football Outsiders. Okay. Uh, they are 24th in points allowed to the running back position at 28.2 and 31.7. Um. But I think what you need to really look at is the fact that last week was the game where they truly got blown up by the San Francisco 49ers uh, running backs. And that's where a lot of this point total comes from. That's why I keep talking about trends and stuff, and that's why we put the line in here. So they jumped from a 10th-ranked DVOA against the Bills to 24th after San Francisco. You have to use your head and think about the correlation on that. Was the team blown up? What's going on here? Think of the game scripts that happened. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt after, you know, after Raheem Mostert, of course, ran off a fucking 80-yarder. But they were still having success with Jarek McKinnon even when Mostert went out. So I'm just not going to trust it. It's too much risk in for me and for how much Jonathan Taylor was just kind of blah in his first game. And truly, he can blow up here. But I think there's better running backs elsewhere. All right. Carolina at LA Chargers. Chargers opened up as six and a half point favorite, 44 over and under. They were still a six and a half point favorite, forty three and a half over under. This is before the Melvin Ingram news that he was going to be out for three weeks. Um, but still, it's a real talented defense against you know running backs, even quarterbacks. Um, the what I think what you see for the DVP for the quarterback that just comes in kind of like a you know garbage time type deal. So I'm not going to trust that there. Uh, they are ter- they are pretty bad against tight ends, but Ian Thomas is a shit show. So other than that, no, nah, no, nah, brah, I ain't touching Carolina. Chargers side, though, I will take a look at both Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly. Eckler is 7,500, 23rd, or 23rd, 23, and 6,800. Good for 8th, 11th, and 8th. Joshua Kelly, 5,900, 18, and 5,000. Good for 24th, 18. And 28th against the 29th ranked rush defense. Yes, 
I do see that they are the 13th. They are 13th in points allowed to the running back position at 20.3 and 22.8, but I do not care. They need to protect they need to protect the rookie. They also need to keep that defense off the field, which means that they need to have longer drives, time-consuming drives. Which means what? Which means you want to get your running backs heavily involved in the game plan. So both Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly are both viable. Joshua Kelly touches the ball just as much as Austin Eckler. That's why, to me, I'm going to go Joshua Kelly. I'm going to take the savings. I said this, I've said this before. I think I said it in the chat today, too. If you have two guys that have the same opportunity to do to have the same output. I'm going to pay down every time. I'm going to take the savings. That's what Josh Kelly gives you. Let alone, can't you see Joshua Kelly finishing out the game before Austin Eckler? Why risk injury to Austin Eckler? Get Kelly out on the field. They might both get 100 yards and a touchdown. But in the grand scheme of things, where is it more impressive? It's more impressive out of Joshua Kelly because it gets you the value that you need versus an Austin Eckler. And I know a lot of people might be saying, well, Joshua Kelly is going to be higher owned than Austin Eckler. Yeah, there's a pretty good fucking reason for it. If you got a guy that's getting the same amount of touches in an offense that's built for the ground game, and Joshua Kelly is more of a ground-and-pound type guy. I mean, Joshua Kelly should be there at the goal line every fucking time. The kid's a monster. I'm going to take Josh Kelly, you know, 8 out of 10 times. You can still play Eckler if you want in cash, but with other running backs on the board, maybe you want to pay up a little bit more at tight end. Uh, For safety, we have a couple higher-priced quarterbacks that we need to pay for. You can use Josh Kelly as, say, a third running back for savings and be happy with it. This isn't like putting Boston Scott in your lineup because Miles Sanders is out with the opportunity share. This is number-fueled touches. And, yes, I know that a lot of the offense of players in here for L.A. look like they're in good spots but I just don't think it's going to happen for that offense. Running back, running back, running back. Tampa Bay at Denver. Tampa Bay is a three-and-a-half point favorite, 44-and-a-half over under. Tampa Bay went to a five-and-a-half point favorite, 43 over under. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about Tom Brady's history in Denver, that you know he's had a lot of success, good games here. I'm just not going to buy into it. It's a different time, man. It's a different time. The dude's as old as I am. It's a different time, man. I know I had I had a little bit of love for Leonard Fournette here. So I mean I'm if you like Leonard Fournette, I do think he is in a good spot even against eleventh ranked, you know, rush defense, nineteenth against the running backs in the passing game. Um 
I do think he can have some success. It'd be late in the game. But I'm really only going to take a shot on one guy, and that's Chris Godwin, who comes back from uh, his concussion that he had gotten two weeks ago. He is all cleared, ready to go. 7,900, 28, 6,700. Good for third, seventh, and seventh. You know how we like our slot wide receivers. We like them more on DK. You get the full point PPR. He's going against the 20th ranked defense against wide receiver twos. 24th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 37.6 and 48.9. They get absolutely fucking torched. And I would have liked to have started a tight end, except it's fucking Tampa. So we're passing on there. Tampa's defense is definitely in play. $3,800, $3,700. Good for 14th, 23rd, and 5th. Hold on. 14th, 23rd, and 5th. Interesting. Yes, Tampa Bay was mispriced on Yahoo to the bare minimum price of $10. If you're playing on Yahoo... You are absolutely playing Tampa Bay all day, every day. Even the price over on FanDuel is not bad as the 14th rank, as 14th price rank defense. So that's very, very good. Very, very good. Denver? Denver? No. No. I had no Fanton there at one point, but no. Nope. Not going to trust it. Not saying they get blown out. I'm just not going to trust it. Should be low scoring, close game. Detroit at Arizona. Arizona opened as a three and a half point favorite, fifty one over under. They are currently, as of yesterday, five and a half point favorite, fifty five and a half over under. I've heard some talk about Detroit going off in this game, and it is quite certainly possible. Uh, it's all going to really come down to Kenny Galladay's health. I'm not taking a shot on it, and I'm not going to worry about it too much between the wide receivers. So Arizona's defense has actually played pretty well against, you know, the wide receivers. Now they're the teams that they played didn't really have, you know, <laughs> good wide receivers per se. You know, they didn't have a Kenny Galladay, a Marvin Jones, or a Danny Amendola. But uh, that's not where I'm going to go here. Uh, as far as Detroit side, I'm actually looking at a lot of DeAndre Swift. At 5,300, 17, 5,000, 3,800, 22nd, and 28th. Why would I look at him? It's dirt fucking cheap. He is the lone pass catching back for the most part in that backfield. Neither Adrian Peterson or Kerry Ann Johnson are going to get any, really be anything in the passing game, let alone blow away this defense in my opinion adrian peterson certainly could you know revenge game narrative as he played in arizona for a year but i think arizona just demolishes the line lines just my opinion defense is completely terrible there's gonna be a lot of interest for Kenyon drake at 6523 dollars and six thousand Good for 17th, 11th, and 16th. He is very, very much priced down way too low uh, against the 32nd-ranked rush defense, 17th against running backs in the passing game, and 30th in points allowed to the running back position. 
I have a problem with Kenyon Drake because we really haven't seen it, right? We haven't seen that pop, the sizzle. Seems like a Kyler Murray MVP campaign year. Much like Lamar Jackson last year. I'm putting a lot of trust into Kyler Murray. He is good for cash. But you may want to save him for GPPs. 8,400, 37, and 6,800. Good for third, first, first, and fourth. Facing the 24th ranked pass defense, 25th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 21.5 and 21.7. That is not really factoring in quarterbacks that can run. So I think Kyler Murray is going to get a lot of rushing yards in this game as well. As well as all day, every day to DeAndre Hopkins, $8,535 and $7,900. Good for first, second, and first. How the fuck is he the second price wide receiver? Oh, they probably included Michael Thomas in the pricing. That's why. 27th against wide receiver ones are the Detroit Lions. 21st in points allowed to wide receiver position. 30th and or, uh, 30 and 35.7 points, respectively. So, a lot of interest in DeAndre Hopkins. I think you just eat it. There's so much value that we're going to have, you know, with the running back position and other wide receivers that you can just go ahead, you know, tight ends as well. You can just go ahead and just fit DeAndre Hopkins in there real nice and figure it out. did have a question about um, whether you could put Kenyon Drake and DeAndre Hopkins together in cash. You can, but it's unusual in certain spots. You're able to do it, though. I think this is one of the ones because most certainly Kyler Murray could get, you know, DeAndre Hopkins to where he needs to be. But Kyler Murray doesn't get there because they get up so far ahead that Kenyon Drake gets his value. You follow me? So you need DeAndre Hopkins to go off first and then finish off with Kenyon Drake. To do that, you don't need anything from the Detroit side in particular. You don't need to run the stack, you know, the, the game stack. You don't have to if you don't like it. Just understand it's unusual. You're taking two positional players in your lineup, you know, not a quarterback plus a wide receiver or even a controlling, you know, most of the offense with the quarterback running back type deal. So there is risk in case something happens. It could take both players out. Do I think it happens? Very slim chance, like a 1% chance that it wouldn't happen. So, yes, you can play it. We can talk about that stuff in the morning, too, if you want. Uh, I think this is the last. Yes, last game. Except for Yahoo. Uh, Dallas at Seattle. Seattle is a three and a half, three and a half point favorite, 55 over under. Seattle's 
of, as of last night was a five-point favorite, 57 over and under. I think somebody told me that it went up even more. So um, I like everything about this game for the offense. No defense, of course. So let's just play this straight. Let's play it simple. Uh, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, both in play. Uh, great spots here. I've been trying to keep this under an hour, and it's not going to happen. So I'm going to try and rush this. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. It's all going to go through the quarterbacks. Don't worry about Zeke. Don't worry about Carson. I do like both of the running backs in the passing game, but not in this spot here. There's something that's not working for me right now. If I was using a running back, it would be Chris Carson before I'd use Zeke. Just because you get the price savings in there. But I don't think this is running back day. This is wide receiver day. Amari Cooper is good for cash. Has the best matchup on the board overall. Uh, C.D. Lamb would be my second favorite Cowboys wide receiver. He's priced way down. He's priced down. He is coming up. He's right around where Michael Gallup is. Uh, I have like the slot wide receivers against uh, Seattle. We did see what happens with uh, Julian Edelman last week. Um, but don't forget about Michael Gallup, especially if you're running multiple lineups with this game involved. Michael Gallup has not shown it yet, but we need to sometimes trust in the talent of the player because when we have doubt about a player, especially a really good one, we like Michael Gallup. A lot of people who are playing have that same feeling, which means your ownership percentage goes down. And he's in a fantastic spot against Quentin Dunbar, who's questionable. So definitely think about Michael Gallup. Just at least think about it. Uh, From the Seattle side, DK Metcalf is one of the guys that I will absolutely put in every fucking lineup. I don't give a shit. I'll fucking ride and die with him this week. $6,500, $24, and $6,500. Good for 20th, 12th, and 9th. I I should say on FanDuel. I'm taking them across the board. Price is just way too good. Tyler Lockett is also good for cash, but I'm putting it more into DK than I am with Tyler. Uh, But uh, definitely, definitely a good spot there. Um, I left him in there for cash. That's right. We talked about it. But uh, they're actually relatively uh, similar as far as targets and stuff. But Tyler Lockett comes in at 6,800. Sees more than DK on FanDuel. Um, uh, $22.64. So good for 14th, 16th, and 11th. Um, Tyler Lockett's definitely in play here. He's a little bit more GPP-ish, though, than DK. DK gets a good spot. I mean... When I was watching that game last weekend and he was just throwing fucking Stephen Gilmore, Stephen Gilmore around, I was very, very impressed. Uh, Sunday night football game real quick. If you're playing on Yahoo, the only guys that I would even consider in this game where New Orleans was favored by 6.5 at 51.5 over under, uh, New Orleans went down to a three-point favorite, 52.5 over under. I think it's even gone up a little bit more. Uh, the guys that I would consider... From both. Aaron Rodgers. We'll start Packers said. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones. 
We probably I Devontae Adams is not supposed to play. So Alan Lazard, MVS. I kinda like MVS. I have to admit it. I kinda like MVS in this matchup. Don't know why. But I like him. I actually like Robert Tanyan at tight end too, but there's no way you do it on a main slate, and that's what we're trying to f- uh, focus on for the most part. Uh, main slate, I would not worry about Drew Brees there, but Alvin Kamara is definitely a guy that you're going to want to get in there. That's why we get these price savings like Tampa Bay um, and James Conner. It's going to help you to pay for Alvin Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara at $36. He is the third highest priced running back. Packers are not going to be able to stop him. They are not. It just is what it is. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, did kind of like Emmanuel Sanders, so keep that in mind for showdowns, prime times. Uh, Jared Cook, 32nd ranked against tight ends are the Green Bay Packers, uh, but they're not allowing very many points, which means that they're not getting touchdowns, so that's a problem. Problem. But that is it, my friends. That is it. Oh, 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 no. I made a mental note because I forgot a couple of the defense. Um, Tennessee Titans are definitely in play. They can handle Kirk Cousins. I think we went over that. LA Chargers are still in play. Uh, they're actually pretty decently priced over on DK and uh, Yahoo. Uh, injuries kind of have me a little bit off. That's why I would go probably more Patriots. Um, Titans I like. Steelers we went over. Tampa Bay we went over that, especially on Yahoo. And GPP, and you know what this means. You know what this means. It's a cashless GPP play. The New York Giants against the San Francisco 49ers. And I put it I put it straight because I, I hear it from fucking everybody, so I'm just assuming you guys all believe that uh, San Francisco is going to lose to the New York Giants. So I said, you assholes can't predict them beating the Niners and not take a shot on the defense which has some pass rush to it and can do the job against Nick Mullins and this beleaguered offense. There, we got it in. If you want to punt down with that, it's fine. Um, They are $3 more than uh, Tampa's defense over on Yahoo, so I would still go with Tampa's defense. Um, I think Tampa, to be honest with you, the way that Tampa's priced, uh, mostly across the board, you you should actually be just fine with them uh let me think here no patriots are the best priced on dk that's the only one where i probably will filter off of uh tampa bay paying down because we like to pay down on our defenses so that is it it is what it is i am thinking of doing a live stream tomorrow morning uh, if you listen to this tonight on saturday night on sunday morning I don't know what time yet. I'm thinking maybe like 9 o'clock in the morning. Run 9 to 10 central time. Um, that should give everybody a chance to, you know, uh, eat your Wheaties, you know, feed your kids, all that stuff. Get it, get your lineups taken care of so you have your questions. I'll be working on lineups uh, in the morning because I'm going to watch the uh, Adesanya-Costa fight, and I just don't really want to fuck with it. Although, if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to hit me up. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, DM me, DM me over there. Uh, in the chat, DM me. 
If you have a question, you have to fucking tag me in it in the chat. Don't just ask a question and just think that I'm going to find it because I'm not going to pay paying attention unless my phone pings. I'm just going to assume that you assholes are going to all wait for tomorrow. So that is it. That's all I have to say. Let's get the fuck out of here and enjoy UFC tonight, my friends. Paulie, make sure that you kick your dad in the fucking shins because he's a real fucking ball buster. Your dad's a fucking ball buster, that one. That fucking prick.